We are back. We are back. Episode 33 of Subject to Change. Ooh. It's, uh, it's we're slowly to... but surely getting there. We are. This is this is mad. This is, you know, we're almost at 18,000 followers on TikTok. We are doing fantastic. Almost a year and a half. Uh-huh. At this point next year, who knows where we might be. Who knows where we might be. Might be Obviously, 000. apologies for the last episode. The, mm. the sound quality probably wasn't as good as you normally expect but we move we obviously didn't in bali switched it up with the with the surrounding area i was actually impressed that we were even able to do it because we were obviously partying and all that yeah, good stuff was, um, i can't hear you as well. can you turn it you trying to turn yours up hello hello oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um hello. but yes we are back again in australia in yo. sydney in bondi yo, here yo. to give you all the unsolicited unqualified advice that you all that you all want exactly everyone wants unqualified advice you yeah. know because we're just like you we're everyday people we're everyday people just the everyday people we make mistakes we fuck up we all do things we don't want to do and, and i think that's probably why i think that well you're going to keep those on the whole episode i just quite like well these are actually what are these shades these are my and i haven't worn them in ages but i fucking like them they're a really nice brand they're called b&n but bailey nelson's you're not wearing them inside oh, they're just um, very nice though but i think that's why it is kind of nice to listen to us if we don't say so ourselves like chat shit i guess mm. because we are giving you our opinions and our insights yeah. based on real life issues that we go through maybe not not come from a purely psychological degree postgraduate kind of vibe but we're right. here you i read a lot i read a lot so i am pretty much just paraphrasing things that i've read yeah from like top-notch professionals you know yeah I mean? yeah 100 you know I, mean? I usually just paraphrase it um, I just plagiarize. I don't, I don't <laughs> he doesn't even paraphrase. He just, just he just says exactly what he's read and then yeah. just gives it off at it. As Do you know what? So much of the shit that we've spoken about has obviously come from people who've you know done this kind of stuff before. But it's just like loads of people that you would follow in industries. They've probably got their co- their content from other people. Mm-hmm. But it's it's how that you like give it to your audience and yeah. it's how like you phrase it for them that's going to hit your demographic. So if anyone's like, well, that's been spoken about before. Everything's been Everyone's fucking spoken, spoken about, about before. Actually, um, funny you say that because whenever I was graduating uni and obviously most universities, like top universities, they have like a speaker that comes in and does like this this speech to the graduating class depending on the, I guess, the the area that you were in. So we were like computer science um, and the speaker, one thing that he said in his speech was, steal, steal, steal because there's no original ideas anymore. People yeah, take inspiration from everything and make it their own um and that's 100 percent true obviously there's a level of like you have to be authentic and and different with with things to be ordered to be successful mm-hmm. but the idea that every every single creation or every single um kind of invention that has now come to be what it is today it comes from a completely original idea is completely false yeah it was taken from something else that, that was already created facebook if you've watched a film came from came from something that was already created and then he just made it something that was unique apple and their computers their phones everything good but the first but bef- go see your good quote. artist borrow but great artist still there you go so fuck it just do what you want anyway but be first but first before we get into <coughs> our topic of today as usual follow us on facebook follow us on tiktok subscribe to us on youtube give us five stars on 
Spotify, give us five stars and a comment on Apple Podcast. And if you're that way inclined, also follow us on SoundCloud if that is the um, place that you listen to us on a regular basis. So yeah. we're going to give you 10 seconds to do Let's go. any of those. And we're back. Ooh. So, so <clears throat> what are we talking about? Episode 33 of Subject to Change. A lot has been happening over the last couple of weeks, and I thought a really good topic would be to talk about love bombing. So, yeah, that's on the agenda today. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I'm drinking water. I was like, is he going to say anything? Yeah, I'll wait for me to respond. So, uh, yeah. So, first um, of all, Let's just. Should we define what love bombing is? Yeah. What was what was the? Do you have any inspiration behind this as to why you want to talk about it? Um, or has it just been a thought? I I've watched quite a bit of. <laughs> I've watched quite carefully. I've watched quite a bit of content, and it's been coming up here and there. And there've also been situations and conversations that I've been in with people where love bombing has been a thing, where basically they've been in situations with people. And one person has overinvested because of they want to because of what they want to get from the situation. That person hasn't matched their investment, and because of that, they felt hurt by it. And there's a lot to say there because, and it's something that you know I would always say is don't invest in people based on how much you like them, mm-hmm. but invest on people how much they're willing to invest in mm-hmm. you. And I think that is a really important thing to remember when you're going into dating is that do not invest in people based on how much you like them, but invest in people, invest in people how much they want to invest in you. Um, because at the end of the day, that's how you get hurt. And quite often we go into situations, we romanticize, we want to get something from it to make us feel good. Mm. And so because of that, we love bomb. And what love bombing is, is where you lavish person, you lavish people with affection and emotions to potentially manipulate a situation to get the result that you want. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that this is always something conscious. (coughs) I'd argue the fact that most of the time it's, it's unconscious. unconscious yeah people are just so used to this habit of throwing you know the kinch, the, the kitchen sink at everything mm-hmm. and that you know when it isn't reciprocated um if that's the word well yeah, then that is the word. they're hurt by it yeah. you know and it's like well you chose to do that you chose to throw your emotions at it and it's always you know like i i gave this person all this and and then and they just didn't give it back and it's like cool so you chose to do that though let's like focus on what you were in control of so that's the whole point of today love bombing what is it where it comes from why people do it how to notice it where to look out for it the red flags and and how you can kind of assess how someone will react when that is their tendency (laughs) so that's like the kind of focus for today so before we jump in mate would you like to add anything um that was a very 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 good introduction Uh, and i would I pretty much agree with that, um, that the love bombing <coughs> comes from a place of attempting to control someone. It comes from a place where someone may feel as if they don't really have much to offer a relationship. And the only means of them actually, I guess communicating or maybe even keeping someone's attention is by doing what we call love bombing is by excessively complimenting that person 
is by potentially even saying the words I love you really, really early. Those are little signs that people will use in order to actually, I guess, keep someone within the realms of control because there is not much outside of them doing that that they have to offer in that new relationship. Um, And again, like you said, a lot of the times people don't do it consciously. A lot of times it is unconscious. Um, But again, the important thing, I think, for a lot of people is to be able to notice when it's being done. Because if it's done, if it's being done unconsciously by someone, it's it's almost as if you can't really hate them for doing it. No. You know what I mean? Because it's not really coming from a malice place. It's coming from somewhere, um, a place of potential pain or a kind of childhood trauma. Maybe they maybe they felt as if when they were younger they weren't shown enough love by parents and um, no matter how much effort they would put in. So by by overcompensating when they meet a potential partner, that is their way of kind of like trying to relive that childhood of always feeling as if they they needed attention from someone. But yeah, mm. that's a good sign. And that's it. Sorry, that's a good start to the conversation. And But I think a good place to kind of go from is like the different signs. First well, of I, all, I, first of all, let's 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 start up talk about us. Have you ever been love bombed? Um have I ever been loved bombed? Mm. No, actually, I haven't. Um I'm just having a So maybe you're the love bomber then? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I did. Like I, I used to do that actually. I know from my like previous relationships, if anyone doesn't know I've I've had previous relationships. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um in my like previous relationships and I think this is where love bombing can come from. Mm. And love bombing doesn't always need to be saying the word love. That, that that's no. not what it is, but it's just like overloading someone with with like um excessive emotions when they haven't actually earned it yet. Mm. They haven't earned the right for you to feel that way about them. They haven't like earned that um validation. So I used to do it because, you know, for me I wanted to feel loved and I wanted to be validated. And so what I used to do is, you know, with my with my last relationship, I met her and with within four weeks, we had said, I'm in love with you. That's within four weeks, nice. right? I was heading off to Australia and she was going to stay in the UK. So that had also like had an effect on it. And we went to do our own thing for a while. Mm. So obviously, you know, with such a short time frame, you feel it's more acceptable to overload someone because yeah. it's like you know we have an end date but you know within four weeks of going from i've met you to i'm in love with you there was a lot there and for both of you to come to that within four weeks more often than not there's some issues that haven't been resolved there you, how, how much of, were you hanging around with the person um so i was a street fundraiser at the time in london so i was like always dotting around yeah but i'd like position myself in certain areas in london so i could meet her on lunch have a coffee uh, okay. and stuff like that so i would see her sometimes you know three four times a week stay over at hers on the weekend and stuff like that so it was it became very intense very quickly um and so i think we were both looking for validation i think we both had really not great experiences growing up in terms of affection and love and stuff like this and so neither of us knew really how to demonstrate a healthy amount of affection towards someone else in like a healthy amount of time so within four weeks, we had both completely overloaded each other, completely love bombed the shit out of each other. And, you know, looking back now, it's, I can see it very clearly. I'm like, wow, I can see the kind of person I was. I wanted to get 
the feeling, that giddy feeling of being in love with someone. Mm. So to do that, I had to throw that at the other person in the hope that they'll match my level of investment, which is the wrong way to go, which is the wrong way to go about things. Because I know some people, they say, well, I just want someone to be as invested as I am. It's like, you, you can't just expect that. That's the whole point is like you don't just go out looking for the same investment. Mm. You go and meet people, match their level of investment and then grow that granularly over time. Mm. But when things are that intense in the beginning, usually that's based off just chemistry and not compatibility, which, you know, doesn't last, which, which, which doesn't last. So, yeah. Have I been loved bombed? No. Have I loved bombed? Yeah. And it's only, you know, through years of like work and self-development and and reading and you know talking on the podcast and you know being quite open to accepting traits about myself that I've been able to work on them Mm. so now it's like when I go into you know my current relationship it's it's completely different and it's it's so nice to have like open eyes of like I don't need to do that anymore we're both just like very healthy individuals that can express emotions in like a really healthy way so it's nice interesting hmm uh, I was thinking about this today. What, what, what about you? Not even today. So I just look over the weeks and sweet. Have you have you been? Like Oakley, stop! <laughs> he's, he's yeah, humping he's his just, bed. Oh my goodness! Humping away. Um, I I was thinking if I've ever been love bombed, <coughs> and I can't think of a time where it's ever happened. To like the level, whenever you Google love bomb and you see different signs, like there's never been. Like, can you even count, like, being as a kid, like, 13, 14, <laughs> love oh, bombing? I don't know. Oh, that's... Because, like, you're just so naive and you're, you're just, just like, kids. you're just a child, you know what I mean? You're just... Maybe 13, 14, you don't have the same, like, um, depth of emotions. You, you can't... Yeah, I like, so I, I, I can't really count then, but I, I would say this. I mean, uh, well, just to, like, when I was in school, so when I was in primary school growing up and, like, secondary school... I used to fall in love every, every yeah, single yeah, week yeah, yeah. So with someone else. So I think there is something there, like because not all of my friends did that. that I had a yeah. new crush every week. It was like <laughs> she's the one, like she whore. is the one, and you know I'd never even spoke to her before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, she just looks like she'll be the one. We'll have great, like mm. our life will be amazing together. Yeah. So um, yeah, when I'm when I was thinking about it from that standpoint, I was just like, I don't think I've ever been love bombed. But then I was thinking about whether I've love bombed, and I would say from my standpoint. There have been times where I would prob I would have probably love bombed um from a words of affirmation standpoint mm. where I would profess how much I liked someone very, very early. Yeah. I would um before they've actually earned before they that level yeah. of and like, even at that yeah. even at that stage I wasn't thinking of whether they earned anything. It was just like how I felt about the situation. Um so from that standpoint I would Again, at that stage, living in Northern Ireland, I think the reason, again, the reason why I did that is because I felt as if I didn't have much to offer back then. And I felt that the only way for me to convince this person that I was really into them was to literally just tell them mm. and and tell them that I think the world of them kind of thing. And also now fast forwarding to today, when I think about me as a person, when it comes to, I guess my my professional relationships, my platonic and friendship <coughs> relationships, and even my romantic ones, words of affirmation oh. is like probably on on the lower spectrum of of how I show 
my affection and love towards people. Yeah. And I think that's because when I was younger, I used to do that so much. And mm-hmm. every time I did it, there was it always backfired. Yeah. When I was younger, there was never, ever, ever a time where I was to use words of affirmation as a means of love bombing mm. that it ever worked in my favor. And I think yeah. that's it kind of, yeah, it, it will never, it will never. So I think now that I'm older, I rarely ever use words of affirmation as a means of like trying to communicate how I feel. Like I would use physical touch or quality time. Mm. Like if I'm spending time with you, that's a, a clear sign that like I'm, I enjoy your company. So I think from being younger and using that as a means of love bombing someone, now that I'm older, it's like I've, I've and it was a subconscious decision because I was trying to think like, how can I never actually use, or I always feel like I actually have to like push myself mm. to give people like words of affirmation. Like even if I, even if I know they're unreal, like for me to actually say it, like it wouldn't just naturally be like, oh, that's amazing. I need to think that is really good. Like, I'm, mm. sh- I'm going to, like, tell them. Yeah. Like, me telling your teeth are nice. I was just, like, in my head, I was looking at your teeth for five minutes. I was like, should I tell them? <laughs> <laughs> I swear, you were talking the whole time. I was just looking at your teeth like, should I tell him his teeth are nice? I was like, oh, feck it. I'll just tell him. So I was just like, Thanks, mate, mate, your teeth look nice. Thanks, but, like, mate. even that thought process. Five Jimmy, minutes for that type of compliment. Yeah, you know what I mean? Thanks, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Sweating while you're talking. Just your like, teeth are fucking... <laughs> They're actually not bad teeth. <laughs> They're not fucking disgusting anymore. <laughs> yeah, but really, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like it's, Invisalign, by the way. Yeah. Great. Uh, Dr. Love Paul, it. get on. Dr. Paul. Um, but you know what I mean? So for me, back then, love bombing, was that was my, my means of love bombing. Whereas I guess now I feel like I'm probably on the other spectrum of love bombing. Like I'm nowhere was, near it. There was a really good point, And I've just, fuck, I should have written it down just now. But it was one of my friends. So he said to me, he was like, because I said we were going to talk about love bombing today. And he was like, what qualifies you to talk about love bombing? And I was like, do you know what? And I just realized, it. I was like, we've been doing this for like a year and a half. Yeah. That's what qualifies me. Yeah, exactly. I've been talking about this every fucking fortnight for a year and a half. That's however many fortnights or, how you know, however many fortnights in the year. Well, there's 20, and, 20, 24 fortnights Well, you know, yeah, thir- whatever. So we've been doing, you know, thir- well, 33 fortnights, basically. Then I have, yeah, that's an easy way that's, to work it that's out. That's not correct, but yeah. Well, whatever it is. Yeah. And I was like, plus, you know, all the reading and listening and talking and all that. This has been a predominant part of the last year and a half of my life. And mm-hmm. I, I had a think and he was like, I just want to meet someone who wants to be as like intense as I am. And I was like, that's not what you want. And yeah. I said to him, what you want that's is, the is, is, is you, you want. to meet someone you to gradually learn to invest in each other over time and build a healthy amount of affection towards each other. And mm. he went, bro, that is so hard to find. And I was like, that's the point. Yeah. Like, like that is the point. If it was easy, everyone, everyone would do it. Everyone would be in a relationship. Everyone, everyone a would relation- be in a happy relationship. Everyone would be in a happy relationship. Yeah. The point it's hard to find is because if it is easy to find, your standards are just too low. Mm. You're just overqualifying Everyone, Everyone. that everyone's acceptable. The bare minimum. And and exactly. And the point is, if out of 100 people, 99 of them are dateable, then you have no standards. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like, you shouldn't be able to be that compatible with that many people. And on the flip side as well. Yeah. If you go on a date with 100 people and only one of them is compatible, again, you're probably... 
too over like picky. Yeah, yeah. But there should be like a healthy amount of like, there's a good group of people yeah. who I could see going further with. And, and then that's what I said to him. I was like, you know, you should have standards enough where it's like, just because you have a connection with someone, just because you get along with someone, it doesn't, doesn't mean, mean that you can date. You can get along with loads of people, but what are the qualifying elements? Mm. What are the key pillars that you're looking for? Just because you can have a good conversation with someone doesn't really mean anything. I think, it, I think it's so important for people to have pretty much prerequisites of what they expect from a relationship. Like, mm. what's, what's the bare minimum that you're willing to accept or the bare minimum that you want in a partner? Mm. And then that kind of qualifies them in yeah. and makes you even consider okay i could spend more time with this girl or spend more time with this guy so if it's being attentive a good listener good communicator hot big bunda like what are like your your i'd say i'd say 10 things maybe not 10 maybe yeah. five five to 10 things they're like okay they need to have these things for me to even consider. And not just physical. These are like... Like a really nice personality. Yeah, like... <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he just did an hourglass. Um, but what are those things that, that you would see as the bare minimum? Because I have, I have, I have bare minimums when I meet someone. Yeah. Especially in the first date. If I, I need to see those bare minimums out of them. And then after that, then that qualifies them in into another stage. Like, okay, I, I'm willing to spend more time with them. Yeah. And then from there, you then start to figure out and 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 understand what else this person is going to bring to your life what else they're going to add to the life that you're already living because ideally you you don't really want to start dating or bring someone into your life if you're not already happy with the life that you have if you're not happy with the person that you are in within yourself because at the end of the day if you're not happy with the person that you are you can't expect someone um from the external to be happy with who you um who you are as a person because if you don't like spending time with yourself how on earth can you expect someone else to enjoy spending time with you 100%. and that's the way i look at stuff whenever i ended it with my last girlfriend in my head i was like right there's obviously something wrong with me when it comes to relationships and i'm aware of that now i need to make sure that i'm in a place that the next person that i that i bring into my life that's going to add to it is going to add value to my life but also i need to be happy with the person i am before i can even expect someone to be happy with me and if i wasn't if i'm not able to achieve that and in my head at the time i was like if i'm not able to achieve that no girl that comes into my life between now and the time i achieve that will will i see it going any further with I, even I, if they're I think amazing there's, i think there's a great point there it's like doesn't matter how great they are they could be the most amazing person in the world but if you're not in a place ready for a relationship, well, then it's not going to work. It has to be based on you. I think you should be happy enough that you don't need a relationship. Yep. That when one comes along that's great, you're open for it. Mm -hmm. But I always, you know, when someone's like, I really just want a girlfriend, I'm like, well, then you probably shouldn't have yeah, one. Yeah, you shouldn't have one. Like, if, if that is what you're chasing, well, then you're not happy enough on your own. Yeah. Because there are stuff that you're not working on or stuff you haven't dealt with or the stuff in your life you're not happy with. Be happy on your mm. own and that person will come along. Be the kind of person that you want your future missus to want to be with. Yeah. Become that person. I was literally going to say, about to say that. I was you, know? like, you need to stop chasing after these goals and start pretty much living the goals. Yeah. So instead of like chase, instead of looking towards the future of like, this is the person I need to be in order to like get this girl. You, I'm like, you need to start living <coughs> and being that person yeah. in the moment. And then, and then everything will start falling into place. You need to decide that you want to become this kind of person 
in order for you to be the best version of yourself for when that lucky woman or man um, comes along. One of the things that um, I've got here is that, I guess it kind of matches is to do, and we'll just touch on it briefly because we've spoken about it before. It's to do with mm. like trauma bonding. Yeah. And I guess that's a way that people can like form connections is through expressing issues that they've had. Yeah. And look, there's nothing wrong with being vulnerable and opening up to people. Yeah. Don't do it on date one. No. It's a bit fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a bit weird. No one cares that you've been through your shit and we've all been through shit. Mm. You don't need to do it on date one. Yeah. And I would ask, like, anyone who is used to Especially having... Especially if it's quite a traumatic... <clears throat> yeah. You're allowed to talk about your exes and stuff if it organically yeah. go- happens on date one. But if it's, like, a traumatic story and you're both, like, chatting about the fact that they they cheated on you 20 times and yeah. then you walked in and them having sex with your dad or something. Yeah. Like... I, I would ask this, right? Let's say, as an example, out. if it's to do with like your ex or they cheated on you or it, it was something like that, right? I would ask yourself this. Out of all the dates that you have, how early on do these was that people, conversation coming up. How early on do these people know that that's happened to you? Mm. Just ask yourself that. Is it date one? Is it date two? Is it date three? Work that out and see if What's there's the average? A, see if there's, <laughs> there's a, trend a trend happening there. Yeah. Because probably you're telling these stories way too early on, and you're trying to you're trying to create a connection based on common issues, mm. and which like look, common negative issues. I get why people do it, and it's nice because you feel like you can connect with someone and they understand you. But it just it's just not healthy. Mm. It's not healthy. It's not the right thing to do. If you're just bonding over shit you've both dealt with, that's just chemistry. It's not long-term compatibility. And even though it feels good, choose the long-term solution over the short-term validation. And that is something that is like crucial, I think, in life, you know. People always take, you know, the short-term buzz over what long-term is going to be beneficial for them. And I think a lot of people don't really... And I'm I'm all about living in the present and not Mm. thinking about being too far into the future but i think so many people underestimate how much if we're lucky how much life we still have Mm. to live like people think of like a year and two years a long time but in my head when i'm thinking about being with a partner whenever someone says like oh how long you with them and they're like oh three years like i i don't think that's long like i don't know if it's just me but in my head i don't think three years is long whenever the idea of having a partner is to I guess, be with them until you drop dead, which yeah, yeah, to yeah. be with them for the next 50, 60 years. So in the grand scheme of things, I'm thinking like, if you're with someone for three years and you break up, I'm like, that's great. Like three years is not that long because ideally you've just saved yourself a potential 20, 20 years, 30, yeah. 40 years of being unhappy because either you or your ex-partner decided that it just wasn't right. Yeah. So for me, I think like instead of, instead of like yearning after these like relationships where you're love bombing each other or you're trauma bonding, yeah, that's going to work maybe for two, three years. But in the grand scheme of things, how, how long are you going to love bomb and trauma bond for? Mm. How unhealthy is that going to be whenever you have ask. kids? You know those, what I mean? Those are, that's the thing. Those emotions are like static firework emotions. Mm. What about the long-term stuff? What yeah. about the in-depth conversations? What about the habits that you, you both share, the hobbies that you both share? Like, are there any similarities or are there any, like, connection or common grounds on those things? Because if it's always going to be based on just, like, fuck, I love you so much and, oh, my God, it's, like, that's not going to last. And I would say as well, 
coming from the other person who's being love bombed is that I know it's really nice when you're on a date with someone and it's like, fuck, they were like really into me. But when it happens and you're on a date with someone and you have this feeling of, and it's date one or it's date two or it's date three, and you have this feeling of, fuck, they, they really like me and we haven't really been on that many dates. I think it's really important to notice that. It's have I earned the level of investment that they're giving me? And if not, that's something that you need to be wary of mm. because that is dangerous. That is really, really dangerous. And I think a really important thing to note is no one cares about your time as much as you, you do. do. Mm -hmm. And those kind of people will happily waste 10 years of your life with the best intentions possible and not realize that they're doing it. Yeah. So when you're on a date and you notice it, just ask yourself, have I earned this level of investment? And if mm. not, just take a moment and think about what you want to do there. Yeah. And a really good way to see how people react is that, Give them and I know, because I know how certain people in my life have reacted when they've been told, hey, I just want to take things a bit slower. Tell that person, hey, I think we're moving a bit fast. I maybe want to just slow it down. See how they react. If they're butthurt, if they're slightly off by that, if they're not happy with that, that is a red, red flag. flag. If they're not open to some kind of like mature conversation to discuss what's going on, that is a very yeah. big, big red flag. And those kind of people will never be full. They'll mm. never be satiated. They'll never be happy. You'll give them the love that they want. They'll take it. They'll use it. Once they have it, they'll move on. And I think what you just said is really important there. When, <clears throat> when you mentioned about trying to realize have you gained this have you have you earned this level of, of investment of investment i think that's a really good point because at the end of the day we're all adults here and sometimes people are really afraid to take ownership and onus over a situation mm. and i think when it comes to something like that when you ask yourself have i earned this level of investment if you haven't it's up to you to to be the mature one it may feel great Mm. initially it makes you so obsessed with yeah there's like so obsessed especially if it's someone who loves that kind of attention mm. like it may feel great initially but you have to be responsible enough to figure out these little red flags or these little snippets of love bomb think okay have i earned this level of investment no let me have a conversation let me ask them let me ask them to slow it down let me say that this is a bit too much and again yeah you then can gauge based on their reaction or how their energy changes in mm. conversation over text on a phone call in person. And then that pretty much gives you the answer to the type of person that they are. If you're getting involved in a lot of relationships and a lot of situationships, you're like, I don't understand. We're so intense at the beginning and we spend all this time together and then like it fizzles out. You're Stop probably... spending time with each other intensely. Yeah. Stop like, no. Just like, you're probably, Stop it. it's something you're probably doing. You're just overloading this person with emotions. You're throwing everything at them. You're throwing all your traumas, your emotions. And what happens is you find someone, you're like, fuck, I just want them to want me. And so you just tell them you're the most amazing person. And I think our connection is incredible. And they're just like, bro, we've been on two dates. Yeah. We've probably only spent about three hours together. Yeah. Chill the fuck <laughs> out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, to be honest, like, 
they're not far wrong. Like, they're okay to say that. And it's like, they haven't earned the level of investment that you want from them, mm. you know? And so, and I think that there's work to be done. And if that is you and that does resonate with you, there is work that needs to be done. And you'll either work on it or you'll just keep doing the same thing over and over yeah. again until, you know, you get to a point where you're lonely and alone and miserable and you'll realize that you're at breaking point. And that's maybe sometimes what it takes for people, you know, to hit rock bottom. It does. But um, let's touch on specifically why why people actually love bomb. Well, it's to do with like being validated, like we were mm. saying before. You know, I think the reason why people do it is that <clears throat> they haven't had enough like love in their childhood. They don't know what a healthy relationship looks like. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they do it is because they want that giddy feeling themselves. And people understand that to get, you have to give. Mm-hmm. So if you give those emotions, you're hoping, and sometimes you'll back people into a corner, they'll just, there's like a buzz coming through. No, it's the lights. Oh, you can hear it on there? Okay. Yeah. Um, people understand that to to give, sorry, to get, you need to give. Mm-hmm. And so because they want validation, they'll be like, oh, look, fuck, we have such a great connection and we have so much in common. And yeah, no, I could really see this, see this going further because people want to be validated. Um, you know, and that feeling will, will not go away. They won't be full. They won't be satiated. There is no amount that you can do for that person that will fix that solution. All that is is throwing a Band-Aid on an open wound. That's not really dealing with the situation mm. at hand. Yeah, I also think people people love Bond because they may have a history of some sort of unstable and abusive mm. or maybe highly conflicted relationships in the past. Um, and I think whenever people have experienced that, they get to a point within their new relationships where they're just like, I can't go through that again. My next relationship needs to be the one that really, really works. And the only way I can see it working and I don't want this person to leave is by showing them with as much love as possible. I'm going to spend as much time with them as possible. I'm going to show them with gifts. I'm potentially going to gonna say I love you very, very early. And I think by doing that, the, it's their <coughs> way of kind of fast-tracking the relationship mm. and fast-tracking the experiences and not allowing either parties themselves and this new person to actually give themselves a moment to be present in every experience that they have. Because, for example, we mentioned if you if you meet someone and then you end up like spending four or five days with them, you're not even giving yourself or the other person any time to i guess enjoy i guess the friday night that you spent with each other you're not giving them a time to go home and be on their own and to think about you and to be alone to think about you and to think oh my goodness that was so fun when i whenever we talked about this so that was so fun you're literally going from one high to the next high to the next Mm. high to the next high and then the issue is when you're constantly going from high to high to high Whenever, like we mentioned, if this person then questions it and wants to slow down, you're just going to end up having this massive drop. And you're not even going to come back down to like a level playing field. It's going to feel like a come down. You're going to go from a crazy high to not like a normal day in the life of. You're going to end up into, I feel like a piece of shit because I just had this quote unquote best four days of my life with this person. And now I am feeling like a piece of shit, you know what I mean? The thing is as well, and you'll be like, that person led me on. Exactly that. It's not fair. That's not and that's fair. actually what's happened. A couple of people actually sent in um, a couple of messages about that where 
she started dating the guy. It got very, very intense. I'll give you this story. She said I can. Uh, she said I can talk about it. Is it someone I know? No. Okay. Not personally, but you know of them. Um, There's a lot of them. um, So she was saying that whenever she went to Melbourne for a weekend for like three days, she's like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to download Tinder. Mm -hmm. So she downloads Tinder. Didn't really do much matching while she was there because she's like, oh, I can't be bothered. She comes back up to Sydney and then goes back on the app. And then obviously there's going to be Melbourne people still there. So she swipes, matches with this guy. They start talking. This guy's like, I'm going to drive up to Sydney. Um, and see you. So he drives to Melbourne, comes up, spends a whole week with her. Very intense. <laughs> I laughed. Spends a whole week with her, whatever, whatever, whatever. By the end of the week, he's just like, I think you're amazing. I want to spend like the rest of my life with you, la, la, la. Um, he's like, I need to meet your family, whatever. Meets her family. Jesus Christ. Meets her family. And then after he meets her family, her dad apparently wasn't there. He was like, no, I'm going to wait until your dad comes home, meets her dad. And then next minute, um, he's just like, you got to come down to Melbourne with me and meet my family. So then she's like, oh, okay. So she goes down to Melbourne and <laughs> spends a week with him, meets meets like, meets like uh, his family. And then after that, like obviously she comes back from Sydney, he's in Melbourne, and then a week later or two weeks later he messages her saying like, Oh, I can't do this. And just ends it. He said that? Yeah, he ended it. Jesus Christ. Like, so oh. then for her, she was just like it goes back to the point of like the crazy bit of love bomb and then if it doesn't work out, you feel like you're let on. And that's been that's been the kind of the case with a lot of the ones that I was sent where there was this intense and um, bit of love bombing things are moving very fast and then one party or the other ends it and then it's left with someone feeling as if they've just been used yeah you know what i mean but what i find as well from some of the the messages that we've gotten is that it seems to be the men that do most love bombing mm. and they're the ones that are they're quite intense and the girls seem to be just almost going along with it so it's not like they're love bomb and they're just reciprocating the energy that's being mm. put in by the other guy so again it comes down to then you're cornering someone yeah what do you want them to do yeah so again it comes down to like assessing whether you deserve this level of investment yeah. because it's so easy when someone's putting a level of energy out for you to just reciprocate it because that energy feels good that energy is mm. making you feel wanted that energy is making you feel loved and any normal human being who doesn't want to come across as cold or as a piece of shit, or a bitch, or whatever, is going to somewhat reciprocate that. But again, it's so dangerous because you're just putting yourself in a position to be completely hurt like a few other people have. It's it's like if you're, if you're on a date with someone and you throw at them, fuck, I just really like you. When that person hasn't earned it yet, you've, you've put them in a position now of like, what the fuck do I respond we'll to this spend, person? Yeah, to that. And they could just say... Yeah, I really like you too. And then they go, "Oh my god!" Like that, that confirms the reality that yeah. I've built. It's like, no, no, you, you've just like cornered them. Mm-hmm. You've cornered them really early on. And what do you expect them to say? Because if they now don't respond the way you want, 
you've now created a really awkward situation. Yeah. Instead, just like let that grow organically. Just enjoy your time together. Mm-hmm. Leave out the intense conversations in the beginning. That will happen later on down the line once you see the level of investment. And it, like I said, it just comes down to that. It's like, you know, don't invest on someone based on how much you like them. Invest on them based on how, how much, much that person wants to invest in you. In you. Yeah. It's, you know, if you, if you throw that at someone, and my mates have been there, and they go, oh, but, you know, I went on a date with this chick, but, you know, but she said she really liked me as well. It's like, yeah, but what, what, what did you say to her? Can you just like, give me a run through of what happened? <laughs> I was on a date with her and I was just like, fuck, we have such a great, it was like date two and I was like, fuck, we have just such a great connection. I was like, what do you expect them to say to that? Yeah. You're on date two. You sound like a fucking lunatic, right? <laughs> like, what do you expect them to say to that? Yeah. They, what are they meant to do? Like, have a whole conversation based on tell me about your childhood and where you've been. No, mm. that's not their fucking job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course they're going to go, yeah, no, yeah, I, I guess I, I like you too. It's been going well. And yeah. it's like, boom, you then go off and create this whole reality yeah. based on that one sentence instead of actually looking at the situation. So, I think the yeah, key is just not to get too far ahead of yourself a lot no, of the times when you're having these it. conversations. You may go on a date with someone and after date two, that person may never want to see you again. Mm. When you have a good date, it's, it's own, a good it's their date. And just enjoy it. Like like revel in the fact you had a nice date. Cool, yeah. you had a nice date. Now have a second date and that second date may lead on to a third date. Mm-hmm. But don't have one date and then start thinking about your kids together mm. and where you're going to live and the family house you'll have and what it's going to be like when they fly over to meet your family. Yeah. You had one date and also, the stuff that you should be speaking about on a first date is just not surface level, but yeah, kind of just like the fun shit. Mm. What do you like doing? Tell me about your hobbies. Tell me about some interesting shit about you. Yeah. That's like the surface level shit to begin with. The rest will come later on, yeah. like much later on down the line when you get into it. Um, yeah, I think people just need to chill the fuck out. And it's, you know, there's a lot of people who do it, know they do it, and don't want to work on don't it. Don't want to work on it. And it's just like, not really much pity there mm. because if you know you're doing it and it's like yeah but I want people to I just love having that feeling of being loved it's like well fucking you're chasing the wrong getting thing that, getting that chemical hit to Chas- the brain chasing the dopamine yeah you know? but yeah I, just to wrap up I mm. think <laughs> I think the Lol. the <laughs> hey, hey. Um, <laughs> I think the key when it comes to this sort of stuff when it when it involves love bombing being love bombed or doing the love bombing is like you said really think have you earned this level of commitment from Mm -hmm. this person i think that's the first step and i think also taking ownership on whether whenever you see it happening at a very intense level to kind of like say to them i think this is a bit too much Mm -hmm. let's slow down and then like you said see how they react to that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean if they come at it from a very immature point of view and their energy changes. They argue, they call you a piece of shit, they call you a bitch, they call you an idiot, whatever, whatever. Let's... Yeah. Even if they're just slightly like, oh, that's a that's a sign for you. Yeah. Even that kind of like, that unhappiness about it, you know? You can tell a lot from people's mm. just tonalities. But also, I also do think it's important how you, how you approach that conversation as well. Yeah. Because you don't want to... You don't want to approach it in a way that makes that person feel like shit. No. So it's not a lot of times not what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah, hundred percent. So I think the best way to do that is to get ask them questions about how they think they're behaving mm-hmm. and get them to speak out loud. Because if you tell them how they're behaving, there's a good chance they may go on the mm-hmm. defensive. So you may come across it and say, Um, I've been feeling like we've been going a little fast. How do you feel about that? Yeah. 
like get them to to answer questions so that then they can maybe do a little bit of thinking themselves yeah. instead of you telling them. I think that would be the key to like trying to ensure that that conversation goes as well as it possibly can. 100%. 100%. Yeah. it's. I think it's fine to just say, look, I think things have been moving fast. You know, what about you? How are you feeling about it all? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I see it happening all the time and it's just, that's why I thought it'd be a really good conversation to have because so many people just don't know they're doing it and it fucks up so many relationships and experiences and it's like, Potential just, good ones as well. Yeah. Like it could, Potential you could have had a great ones. relationship with that yeah. person, but because of how it's been approached, it just can really fuck up the potential. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just ask yourself when you're on a date, how soon are you throwing your kitchen sink in it? Just ask yourself that, you know? And if you the start... The kitchen? And, you know, and also when you go on a date with someone, don't be available for five days straight afterwards because... From the other person's perspective, it looks like you have no fucking life. You're a human being. We all have priorities and things we're doing. And if suddenly your calendar is free for me for the rest of the week based off one date, yeah, that's fucking free forever. That, that's a red flag. Mm. Why are you now so open free based off one date with me? As for, I, I, think, just, I think I think the difference is. If before the date the calendar wasn't free, really, yeah, just like oh, I'm still busy. I've only got like one day available. But not every day I'm available. Yeah, do you want to like, spend like the whole weekend together? Do you want to maybe like go away for the weekend? Fuck. Oh my yeah. God. Can we go somewhere with this phone signal in case something's cool place? <laughs> Jesus but yeah. Christ. Um, yeah. But yeah, send in your stories. We'd love to like understand how you've dealt with it, where mm -hmm. you've experienced it. And we can maybe touch on that in like the next episode, any kind of feedback on that. Yes. But I really hope, and if there's anything that you guys would like to know more of, anything that you would love help with any like coping mechanisms look we're not fucking experts we're, we're, we're unqualified experts but i think we both have spoken about relationships for quite some time done enough self-development where it's an educated opinion mm. and you know one of my mates one of my i gave one of my friends advice recently about situations they were in and they went to a therapist and he basically told them the advice i've been giving him and they were like that's fucking spot on mm. and i was like fair that was nice to hear. Yeah, that was really nice to hear. All right, thank you very much, everyone. Yeah.